Yo, yo, what's up, yo? This is DMC and the place to be and the only place for you to ever be is right here rocking and rolling, hipping and hopping with Mitch LaFon and Jeremy White on the Mitch LaFon and Jeremy White show. The only place for you to go. A Mitch and Jeremy exclusive. Are you ready? On air. Are you ready? Online. Do you ready to have a good time? On your smart speaker and wherever you stream. The Mitch LaFon and Jeremy White Show. The Mitch LaFon and Jeremy White Show. Tuesdays at noon. Available wherever you stream. Catch up on past interviews and episodes. On demand now. Subscribe so you don't miss any of it. Hey, hey, how are you? How y'all doing? Good. Good. Last time we saw each other, we were at a recording session at uh, uh, Jason Rockman's place. Yes, wow. That was, what, four years, five years ago? Uh, 2017? Yeah, so that's, yeah. Wow. Something like that? Oh. Wow, that's so crazy. Yeah. I remember yeah, Well, that. hey, listen, uh, it, it's interesting because I, I introduced you to Jason, and next thing you know, you're you're off making videos together, and I mean, he's a yep. good dude. Jason's yes, a, I mean, is. you know what, Jeremy, yep. it's it's the bald, uh, all the bald people, yes. we get along real good. Yep, exactly, yep. <laughs> Not to shave my head. <laughs> yep, well, or just wait head. another five years. Yeah, One of the right. two. Uh, <laughs> it'll happen eventually well, it'll happen eventually right yeah, yeah let's get right into this really excited to talk to daryl gmc we got a brand new book called now is, is it it's out now right daryl's dream yes it is yes yeah, a kid's book it came out uh last week and it's a children's book oh children's book because really- it's a children's book which wasn't in the plan it's for um two to like eight years old kindergarten to sixth grade okay That's fantastic so it's it's basically a young DMC getting teased, bullied, and picked on. He's not sure of himself. He don't think his glasses is cool. So everything that kids go through in every generation. Yeah. But for the past 40 years, y'all only know me from high school, getting to St. John's University, Hooking up with Run and Jade, then walking this way with Aerosmith and my Adidas to tell the world how tricky it is. So y'all know me from there. And my music always had family messages, you know, be cool, don't be a thug, be nice. So I'm realizing, man, the same way my music has always inspired, motivated, and um, not just you know, y'all when y'all saw Randy MC, y'all saw the power in us. But it also black, white, Puerto Rican, Asian, Jewish, Japanese, and made y'all see something great in yourselves. Right. You know, by seeing when y'all saw us, y'all didn't see celebrity. Y'all saw some badass people, but we, it ain't like hip hop and entertainment today. Everybody's more special and rich, and y'all didn't see that. Yeah. Y'all through us, y'all saw yourselves. So I realized if I was able to do that with my generations for the past forty years, after going to high schools to speak. And the high school saying, take that to the middle schools. I'll go to the middle schools and speak. Oh, my God, take that to the elementary schools. And it's the same thing. I don't, the same way I speak to y'all, that's how I speak to these kids. Yo, what's up? My name is Daryl. I grew up in Queens, blah, 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 blah. Adidas walk this way and they get it. So it wasn't in the plan, though, but it's working the same way my music has worked for 40 years. Do you get the same thrill creatively doing a children's book as doing a walk this way cover yes. yeah yeah the, the 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 music making the comic books that's right and the children's book is all the same things 
It's just different levels of telling the same, different level, the different levels of telling stories about the same individual. So the same way I crash through walls, come through floors on the record, is the same way DMC's kicking butt in this comic book, and it's the same DMC superhero king of rock guy in third grade. You know, it's funny. Adults want the kids' children's book more than some of the kids because it's D who they know in third grade. So yeah. it's it's even an adventure for them, but it's the same thing across the board. What are the kids' reaction when you go in to talk to them? They're like, oh, why is this guy telling us about, like, him? No, 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 no. It's when I go into, <laughs> especially the little kids, it's 60-40 okay. or 70-30, meaning how many of y'all heard of Run DMC? 70%, 60%. The 40 or 30% that don't know who Run DMC is, I'm not the walk this way my Adidas got in them. Who their mothers and fathers, and I've been around so long, their grandmothers and grandfathers know me. But I'm this. That's the it's tricky TikTok man. Right. <laughs> or that's the guy, that's the video game song. Or that's the guy from the White Chicks movie. Mm -hmm. My music is in video games all over TikTok, no matter what generation you're from, yeah. and in all of these animated feature films. So I become the it's tricky man. So they don't look at me like I'm, you need to, I don't speak to them like that. Or in my generation, we, I go, yo, I was down McDaniels, I wore glasses, and in third grade, I got bullied. Now we can connect. Right, right. I don't Everybody go, when I was your age, I don't speak to, I go in there and say, I'm 57 years old, and we got a lot in common. So they look at me like, what do we got in common? By the time I'm finished with them, I got bullied, you got bullied. I love comic books, you love comic books. I love rice pudding, you like rice pudding. Or you might not like rice pudding. Or uh, my mother, my son of Byford, brother of Al. Banners, my, that's me on a wreck. All my lyrics, you could be reading out a book. Comic book or kid's book or a Harry Potter book. Um, crash through walls, come through. Rappers don't do that, superheroes do that. So they look at this man who 70 or 60% heard of. Oh, that's the guy my grandfather always talk about. But if they don't know who I am, by the time I'm finished with them, me and them kids are friends because now they know who Daryl is. You're almost like the hip-hop Gene Simmons in a way. Yeah, I mean, very same thing. Very, very same thing. But Gene Simmons, he'll put his name on anything. That's real funny. <laughs> <laughs> Every day, you know, people say, yo, y'all need a pinball machine. Y'all need a pool table, but I don't need everything. I don't need Run DMC on everything, but the logo does mean something. But with the kids, it's a good reception because I'm not the old guy. When I'm in front of these kids, even the high school kids, they look at me like he's the old school guy. But when I'm finished with them, they're like, yo, can I take a picture with you? You know, it's, it's right. funny. And I always tell them, especially the older kids, I say, your mother and father didn't get to meet me. Y'all did. Y'all got to meet me. My purpose and destiny wasn't for me to meet them. They listened to the music and saw the videos. I got to meet you. And it makes them think about their position in this universe differently. Yeah. yeah. Can you I always try. I always. Uh, can you hear me okay? Mitch was saying that there's something wrong with my mic. No, no I can hear you. It's good, it's good now. Okay, good. Yep. Great. Uh, so let me ask you this. You, we, uh -huh. we've, we've done the comic books. We've done the music. We've done a collaboration with one of the greatest American rock bands ever, Aerosmith. We've yep. done all kinds of stuff. You have your Adidas lines. What's left for you where you need to say, you know what? 
I want to go into that. I want to TV and film. Okay. That's next. TV and film. The, the kids' book is just the first in a series of kids' books, which we already developed into an animated series. Oh, wow. TV and film for the comic book DMC universe. Like everything Stan Lee did, I'm doing. <laughs> right? DMC in a place to be. Daryl makes comics just like Stan Lee. Like Peter Parker, I live in Queens. And like T'Challa, I am a king. So all that, oh, we got that in comments happening. But my next thing is TV and film. I got I got more stories to tell. And not just hip-hop stuff. I'm just talking about stories in general. TV and film is my next um my next plateau. Your next thing. Let me ask you about that. You've got all these stories to tell. So is there is there a difference for you to tell it through song as there is to tell it through TV? And and do you just sort of have this like constant drip going on in your head where it just can you ever turn it off? No, it's always going. Mm. It's always it's in, and it's been going like that since kindergarten. It's been going like that where I could think since I first saw the Batman cover in kindergarten and couldn't read it. I felt something. So it's just, it's, and I, see, I can speak to y'all now and I don't have to drink because I had 40 years of overcoming anxiety from being a shy kid that didn't want to be around or talk to anybody. All I needed was my comic books, my drawing book. Yeah. But hip hop and rock and, well, rock and roll first. And then hip hop, oh wow, you can tell stories about who you are like they do in the comic books over music. That's what hip hop was to me. But it wasn't like, I never run saw hip hop as it is being born in his living room because his brother Russell was doing everything that they're doing now in front of everybody in the living room and in the neighborhood. The world just didn't know about it. He was already promoting parties. He was already managing Houdini and Curtis Blow. He was already um, putting together shows with Grandmaster Flash. So everything that hip hop is doing now with Kanye and Eminem, mm-hmm. we run seeing that in his living room in 73. Right. So right. for me, it was just different. I never cared about show business, um, uh, black music or soul music. I didn't, I was a kid. Comic books, Godzilla, and the Monsters. That's all I cared about. Perfect combination. Mar- Marvin Gaye, Stevie Wonder, Aretha Franklin, and Al Green was my mother and father's music because they were cool. I cared nothing about that. I had my AFX track, my Lionel Train set, my Big Wheels. That was my life. But since I was a reading, writing, arithmetic, geeky nerd, when I heard rock music on the radio talking about presidents mm-hmm. and government and um, um, John Fogarty, fortunate son, and Neil Young with um, um, Ohio, 10 soldiers in Nixon. That made me pay attention like social studies and history. I knew those things. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I didn't know, care about what Marvin Gaye girls and all of that stuff because I'm a kid. Right. So when hip hop came along and was using some of those rock records as break beats to rap over, I had two things in common. So now... I can't rhyme. I'm, I'm not in a gang. I'm not in a. I'm not in a gang. I don't sell drugs. But I'm DMC. Daryl McDaniel's. My father's name is Byford. My brother's name is Alfred. I love eating chicken. So now I got an outlet for me to exist. So it wasn't a. a it wasn't. Um, it wasn't something that I wanted to do. But it was something that I always was doing because of my, my man. I had two things going for me. I had information and imagination. So when I first saw that Batman cover, I was like, what is that? I got, 
I saved my allowance. If I had to hold my brother's hand to walk, give me that one. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't read. But by second grade, I became a good reader because I wanted to understand what the hell Tony Starks and Bruce Wayne is talking about. Right. So all of that, we look, all of us, are, everybody is a product of pop culture. Mm-hmm. A lot of us forsake that because I have to be professional and this and that, you know what I'm saying? But DMC, I became, I was able to crash through walls, come through floors, bust through ceilings and knock down doors because yeah. in my imagination, in my head, the way, the way, the way the Hulk smashes in the comic books is how I'm going to smash this stage. Like, Run thought I just had dope lyrics. He didn't know I was pretending to be the most powerful entity in the hip-hop universe. Thor has a hammer. Right. He got a brother named um, Loki. His right. father name is Odin, and he's from Asgard. That's his universe. In this universe, my brother name is Alfred. I got a mic. My father name is Blackford. <laughs> and I come from Hollis. So I'm able to become son of Byford, brother of Al. Ben is my mother and runs my pal. It's McDaniels, not McDonald's. These rhymes are Daryl's. Those burgers are Ronald's. I ran down my family tree. My mother, my father, my brother, and me. So if you don't, if you don't, if you, you might not think that's hard against her, but put that over Big B. While you're talking about I got my dad and this and that, and I come with that, you over. Battle's law. You done. Yo, this guy just robbed about St. John's University. <laughs> right. <laughs> you robbed about to go, but he robbed about St. Did you hear this guy? Talking about his glasses. To, I think we're going to have to hire Daryl to do our Sonic logo, Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Daryl, what were your what were your friends into growing up? Because you know, when I was growing up, and you're talking about all these things, I mean, I can relate to that so much. Because you know, kids growing growing up on a native reservation, just outside of Montreal, we're Mohawks over here, and like a lot of right. kids were either going to ceremony on Saturday mornings, or they were going to play hockey because their family, their church and sports. Family. Church and sports, but for it was me, religion and sports. Yeah, most me, kids like, I, I get up on Saturday mornings and watch uh, Pix Eleven, and yes, you know, and have you know you. Me too, Albert and Cus- Abbott and Costello meets Frankenstein every Sunday morning. The Monsters, the Brady Bunch, the yeah. Flintstones, the Jetsons, all of that. So you didn't know that there were other kids into who that. were into the things that you went because you didn't you didn't display it. You didn't leave the house because you were watching that shit. <laughs> right, you was in the house. I was one of those kids that had to be in the house. Not only I like being in the house, but I would, you have your ass in this house when that street light come on. Yeah. My mother wasn't letting me at eight years old be out in the street. They're like, you know, because they love, I cursed them out. Yeah. God, please kill my mother and father for having me in the house at this <laughs> sure. time. But they did it because they loved me. But yeah. I didn't know, like in school, I didn't advertise I didn't promote it until I got into hip hop or sing about it. But in school, I wasn't afraid to say I had my D's in the comic books. Yeah, yeah. Or he's yeah. in that. So by me walking in and not hiding my comic book in my book bag, Craig Henry, he could join. He was in it too. But if I would have never said nothing, he would have never said nothing. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was very sparse where you would connect with a kid who was in. I got a train set. You have Tycho trains come over my house. So now Nathan Jocko, who was on my block, Nathan Jocko, Richard, Warren, Glenn, and Gregory. Now Daryl's hanging with this new kid, Brian, who was always there, but I never knew he had something in common until I spoke that. Ah, I got an Apollo 5 ski and a Tycho's train set. So Brian, who didn't hang with us, heard that. So now my friends are mad at me for hanging with Brian every day. 
because my y'all knuckleheads don't know about table traces. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it, it was crazy. It's funny you say that because I actually have a cousin named Brian, and I was really into Monday Night Raw, and every Monday I'd watch it, but I was ashamed of it. Like, I'd go to school and I'd be hiding my John Cena binder, but then one right. day my cousin Brian saw my John Cena binder. He's like, oh, John Cena sucks. Triple H is the man. And I'm like, wow, you, watch what? you watch Raw too? Yep. What? <laughs> and yeah, well, lifelong friendship the re- after that. The reason, Run and Jay cared about none of this. The reason why we performed at WrestleMania 5. Mm-hmm. Right. Five wrestle, they made us do a, a theme. Running Jay messed it up too. Oh, they yeah? did it all. Come, Jay came in and tried to be fly and produce something, and then they made us wear these leather suits. Running Jay, <laughs> but the only reason that we was able to, the only reason we went to Atlantic City to WrestleMania Five is because our manager at the time knew that DMC was a wrestling fan, and he did something that was very nice for me. I got a surprise for you. Yeah. I'm taking you to see Hulk, Hulk Hogan was my dude. Right. Hulk Hogan then, is the dude. We know no, that. No, no, brother, no, get it until, right, man. no, until I fell in love with Macho Man. No. So okay. Macho Hulk, Man made Hulk. me push him we to fell, the side. Fell in love with Elizabeth. No, I just fell in love with Mandy. That's a great Savage. impression, by the way. Okay, by the so, way, I gotta say, uh, one day after the uh, WrestleMania, not WrestleMania, but after wrestling was done at the Montreal Forum, I uh, went to the to my car in the parking lot, and Elizabeth and Macho Man went to uh-uh, their car. Uh-uh. So, so yeah, I did. They did. So I got to say hi to them, and they were like, "Hey, how's it going?" And they weren't Macho Man and Elizabeth. They were just <laughs> a guy, and and it was so. It was just like. You're where? Yeah, just like, Ted hey, how's it going? Did you like the show tonight? And it was just, yeah, it was Ted, weird. Ted DiBiase, all of those cats, Macho Man, the Heart Brothers, and all. I'm backstage, like that. Even inspired me more. Yeah, but yeah. It, it, I was just that. I, I, I am, as I sit before you, I'm not just ACDC, Led Zeppelin, the Beatles, the Stones, and all the rock that I love. You know, all the way up to like Salgar and Pearl Jam. That's like yeah. kind of the cutoff for me. Yeah. Rage Against the Machine and those guys. Mm-hmm. But I'm also the Adams family, the Munsters, the Brady Bunch, everything that I could come home after school, do my homework and watch TV. I'm all of those things. So yeah. when hip hop, hip hop and rock and roll allowed me without nobody knowing to be, pretend I'm really those people. But I didn't, if, if I never had rock and roll and hip hop in my life, you would have never knew Daryl McDaniels exists. Yeah. Yeah. That, I was, I was, you know, obviously with the Aerosmith connection and everything, I mean, had it not been for you, I really feel that maybe Aerosmith would have just dissolved by the late 80s. Oh, like, well, the, well, as, yeah, well, well, well. Listen, hold on. Let me speak to it real quick. Okay. I was an Aerosmith that. fan. Wow. I love Done with Mirrors, but it was diminishing returns. It was diminishing returns. And then I saw on CNN. Uh, Run DMC and uh, Aerosmith are collaborating. I saw it and I was like, really? <laughs> and it came out like two months really? later or whatever. Right. And it, it changed it. As an Aerosmith fan of the uh-huh. day, you just went, fuck yeah. That's wow. another level. And, and Wow, really? Uh, to, me, to me, you saved them. And I'm an Aerosmith fan from like 75. Well, they say that. They, they said it, Steve and Joe. They all admitted it. What, what it was was this. They were so far gone. Like, I didn't know that this song was Walk This Way. Mm-hmm. I didn't know the band was Aerosmith. My thing was get the album with the toys on the cover and play number four so I could rhyme over the beat and guitar. 
I had never heard the lyrics and nothing like that. Because the DJs used to scratch out the title of the song so the rival DJs wouldn't know the beat. No so, way. So, yeah, yeah. So because if you play in the beat and your MC is rhyming over this, this, you send a spy. Yo, go over there by the turntables, act like you ain't looking and see if you can get the name of that. So the other DJ, all they got to do is go to the record store and buy the vinyl and get it too. So the thing, so I didn't know it was Walk This Way. And me and Run, up until we had to go learn the record, we never heard the singing to it. It was just the beat. The beat, the, the, the Aerosmith Walk This Way break was a break beat for us. Hmm. But the, the yep. Aerosmith thing was, we didn't know about them. Like even when, when, when you said, you people started seeing the video on MTV. Most of our fans was like this. The Aerosmith fans was like, yo, what the hell is Aerosmith doing with the new rap guys from DMC? That was no, because we had Rockbox and King of Rock before that. So yeah. people knew about it. So what the hell is Aerosmith doing with the new rap get thing? The new rap guys doing a thing that's not going to be here because it's a fad in a couple of years. What are they doing? But most of our fans was like, oh shit, what the hell is Aerosmith doing with the Rolling Stones? Because <laughs> they knew, you know, the songs were huge. We knew, you know what I'm saying, Miss You and all of that. So Aerosmith, from what I understand from fans such as yourself, yep. they were so far gone, gone after bad shows and just bad reputation that here's the joke. They could have made a record with God, Moses, and Jesus, and nobody would have cared. Yeah, true. Absolutely. <laughs> no, Aerosmith Absolutely. God and no. Like that, that's how far they go. I'm talking about that's God, that's Moses. So what? But they came with Run DMC and we changed their lives and changed music history. Yeah. Without even thinking, the, the original version was me and one rhyming about how great we were. It was right. Rick Rubin who suggested we do the record over the way they did. And, and I gotta say, the video was the one that captured me because you see, yes. you know, you, you're, you're doing your thing and they break through the wall. Yep. And as an Aerosmith fan, I was like, yeah, you tell them, you, you show them how it's, and it was fun right. and it right. was hilarious. And, and, but it and, was real. It was actually yes. literal. The removing of the world of separating rock from rap, the black people from the white people, bringing two genres, generation and sounds together. Right. It was brilliant. And we didn't know we, it was just something the rappers was doing. Like if we would have just did it over, our way, me and Run Rhyming on it, nobody would have cared. Yeah. Only people that knew it was Aerosmith, they sampled Aerosmith walk this way. Oh, I just thought it was Toys in the Attic. That's what we used to call it. It's Toys in the Attic to us. Or if me and Run would have did it over by ourselves the way they originally did it, it would have been all right. But the fact that we did it with them yeah. is the thing that changed the world. Me and Run could have did their song just me and run us when it did nothing. The fact I agree. that we did it with them was the groundbreaking changing thing. Well, listen, listen, uh, had you done it alone? I don't, I don't think I would have cared at all. <laughs> Honestly, I, and I'm not at trying all. to be nasty. I just, we, would like, only, we wouldn't have did it alone. It was Rick who said that me and run was still totally against it. Even the version that you're here, me and run said, me and run thought we had power. Cause what's the name of the motherfucking group? We said, don't put that record out as a single. They put it out as a single behind our backs. Wow. Well, they, they gave you a career, so you should thank yes, them. Yes, they did. No, no. <laughs> it, it, it's definitely, yeah. They, so, they definitely, 
It and then public tried to imitate you with Anthrax, but there was nothing like the original. Nothing I know, like yeah, yeah, we got it. But that was cool because <laughs> we was working in the same, um, um, we was working in Chungking House of Metal. So Anthrax, Slayer, and the legendary Beastie Boys were working in the studio. We were the only rappers in Chungking at the time. And then later on came LL and Heavy D and everybody from Def Jam. So we would see them in the hallway and this and that. We'd see Rick, but we never spoke. It was till one day, Rick's, you know, hey, how you doing? How you doing? One day, Rick stuck his head in the studio and Jay said, come on in. That was the game changer. Wow. You talk about rock and metal a whole lot. I mean, like, you love the genre, but I never hear you talk about any of the 80s melodic hard rock bands that were around at the time, like Def Leppard and Motley Crue. I wasn't into those guys. No? I was I was only into rock. At the time that I heard on a Cool Herc tape, what's that song? All right, let me go find it. Another one bites the dust. Let me go find it. Uh, we were rocking. Let me go find that. Um, 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 Tom Sawyer by Rush. Let me go find ah. that. And it wasn't until I started focusing on rock that, well, before that, before the hip hop, it was seventies rock radio. Okay. That was my attraction that made me don't care about disco, don't care about afros and dashikis and high heel, could care less about Superfly and all those motherfuckers. Dude, yeah. don't care about John Shaft. I want to know more about mm. in the town where I was born, lived a man, sailed the sea, right. and he lay all in the earth. It was just more storytelling me. Child is born just the other day, cats in the cradle and the silver spoon. That's why I sampled that later, not knowing I had a connection there. Um, all the Led Zeppelin, it was just something about Beastie sample when the levee breaks. Boosh. Gash, boosh, boosh, gash, boosh, brrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrr
it's always a new discovery for me. It never gets boring. Really I didn't doesn't. know. I just found out the Pantera lead singer got assassinated the same year. Is that true? Well, no, the the, uh, the, the, the guitarist. The guitar yes, player. got assassinated mm -hmm. on stage the same year John Lennon got killed. Not the same year. It uh, wasn't John, the, same the same day. Year. The same day. The same day. Both yes. both December 8th, but about yes, 20, see, just 25 years what? apart. Oh my, like, what? It's crazy. So it's little things like that. Like, I've always heard the songs and 70s rock radio is, is first for me. Mm -hmm. Then a little bit of disco. I only like disco because two of the biggest rock bands on earth had to make disco songs. Queen made another one, Bikes and Dust, and the Rolling Stones made Miss You. So it was always some rock that kept, kept me interested. That, that kept like, you interested? Yeah, when, in the 90s, when Jay wanted Run DMC to do New Jack Swing, I was totally lost. Oh, yeah. That was part <laughs> of the reason why I was suicidal, because I was scared to say, this is bullshit, and I quit. Wow. So you never worked yeah. with like, Teddy Riley and those guys? And nothing against them. We did two songs, Faces and Paws. And Paws was all right. Some of my fans said Paws was all right. That's because my rhyme was tight. But then I was Bobby Brown does that. What the fuck are y'all doing? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. We're supposed to do what Motorhead and Rage is doing. <laughs> like, so let me ask you this: uh, as a, as a a white kid who loved Bon Jovi and rock, when I heard King of Rock and I heard Rock This Way and I heard what you were doing, I was interested. What do you think it was about that Run DMC where you broke that barrier and you got to the mainstream and you got people because you were doing something that was unique and different and yet interesting. And and I've never I've never been able to say, well, what is it? So what was uh, it that just made you special? We just broke the rules. White right. people do rock, black people do soul and funk. Right. We Which just, is silly. We just yeah. we broke the rules and number two, it's like I said, prior to Run DMC, you said, I wanna be a singer but I can't sing we came along we changed that by doing rock a funny story when some 41 yep. returned to the stage after Derek's problems mm -hmm. after Derek's ventures um, this was 2000 it's probably like 2012 or something. Some 41, their first show back in the continental United States was in Cleveland at the Alternative Music Awards. If you'll look that up, you'll see. They asked the band, who would you like to collab with at your return for performance to America? Wow. Some 41 says, we want Daryl McDan, who's the king of rock. So they call Eric and they want, and I go, what? All right, I'll do it. You know, because it's a band and guitars. Hell yeah. So I'm thinking what most bands really want to do. Two options. Tricky. Everybody knows it. Or walk this way. Some 41 said, no, we're not doing tricky or walking. We want to do King of Rock with them. Damn what? Right. 1985. So when I get there, why did you want? They said we were little white kids in Canada watching MTV and we saw the King of Rock video, all of us simultaneously yep. ran to our parents and said, we want to start a band. Now that's mind blowing because they were younger. I, I would think some 41 could relate to the Beasties more. 
right. who were banned and did sounded like them. They said, no, they saw Run DMC's King of Rock video is why they started the band. So, mm. like I said at the beginning of this, mm. whether you was white, whether you was from the hood of Compton, or you was from Beverly Hills, or you was some white Jewish guys from of New York like the BCs, when you saw Run DMC, regardless of race, religion, creed, and culture, you saw yourself. I, I think I that agree. was like, we wasn't Mick, we wasn't Michael, we wasn't David Lee Roth. We was like, I could do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, I, I remember watching on Much Music, and uh, uh, 85 was high school for me, end of high school, so I was wow. 16, 16, 17, and, and I yep. remember going, that's good. And and right. it was also funny, and you had Bud Melman in some of them. And yeah, Larry, was, Bud Melman. So look how multi-generational we were. Yeah. Here's another mind-blowing thing. Travis Barker rolls up to me and says, most people jumped on the bandwagon with y'all before this way. He went further than King of Rock. He said, I was there when I saw Rockbox. He said, when he saw Rockbox, he said, Dad, I need real drums. I'm going to be a rock star. Wow. He said, because of Run DMC. That's, yeah. I'm like, like, what? And I got a song getting ready to come out with me, Travis, Mick Mars from Motley Crue, Duff McKagan from Guns N' Roses, and Sebastian Bach. All of ah. us together doing Ram Jam's Black Betty over. Nice. When is that so, Black Betty, Ram Jam? Yeah. Whoa, that's going to be awesome. That's, that's going to be I awesome. I don't know what it was. I got a song on the same album coming out. I got a song with Joan Jett. Oh, cool. So imagine me in the studio with Joan Jett. And she's telling me how great I am. You guys, man, this and that, boom, bang. But then she goes in. I said, we got a similar story. She was this female girl. Nobody will go, ever want to see a female rock star. She was selling out the little club. She said, okay, fuck y'all. I'm doing my music myself. Put her, <clears throat> excuse me, put her album out and went from playing the fucking local clubs to fucking playing the arena. But yeah. sitting there with Joan Jett and she's telling me how Sammy Hager, speaking of Van Halen, yeah. I got a song with Jet said, all of this is coming out in 2022. Wow. Sammy Hager telling me, you dudes don't know what y'all did, man. Y'all, and he's telling me, you did. but I thank the appeal for you to say, yo, I like this. And for the Aerosmith fans that wanted to hate to go, uh, I kind of like this better than the original. It was just that our, pre our presentation was sincere. We wasn't trying to do nothing. We just having fun. No, and there's a lot of artists today that owe their career to you. They, <laughs> they just do. Because had had you not come on the scene, I don't know if hip-hop and, and, and that style of music would have become popular, would have become MTV Darlings. Right. Who knows? Without you, we, we could be sitting in a world where it's just all country music on the radio right now. Yeah, yeah. And, and Quite possibly. People, and people were scared, you know, and, 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 and another aspect, too, is we did, we were good. Like, you know, we wasn't, we were, we looked frightening, but family and, and It's Tricky and Mary, we, we did, we did the beat. I mean, we did the monkeys over. Rest in peace, Mike Nesmith. We did Mary, Mary. Instead of saying, where you go, we said, why you? It was just, oh, man, I love this. This yeah, is, yeah. you know, it, it, it was just appealing across the board because, like Ginger Baker said, that's what fucking music is any fucking way. Stop categorizing it. <laughs> I love Ginger Baker. He'll fucking hit you in the head with his cane. It's just <laughs> fucking music. Ginger was the best. It's true. Yeah, he was amazing. So, May he rest uh, in peace. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Rest oh. in peace. So so Run DMC's appeal was that 
like prior to Run DMC, hip hop was just, you know, message ghetto music. Mm-hmm. The hard inner city, social, economical, political thing, which was true. But see me, I'm down. There's gangs and drugs and heroin, but there's also people playing with their G.I. Joes. Yep. Yeah. There's a, so hip hop and rock and roll gave me permission to talk about whatever the fuck I want to talk about. I wasn't going to front and say gang banging and girls and just to fit in. Hip hop said, yo, you can tell stories about who you are over music. It's the same way Crosby, Stills and Neil Young did. Really? Yeah. He did. Yeah. Oh, man, I can do my Adidas. Damn right. Like if you look at hip hop right now, everybody's the same. Oh, everybody's using what the I mean by that. They all got sound, the same beats, there. same beats, and same content. Yeah, and all, all auto tuned. And it's all, listen. I right. just drove. I just came back from the grocery store with my daughter, and we were listening to all those channels on Sirius. You know, yeah, hip hop nation. And oh. every single song sounded the same. And there's oh. one there's one sound effect that sounds like a clock. And I keep going to my daughter. Oh, uh-huh. they, put, they, they put the clock in this one. They put right. every single fucking song. But, so think about, <laughs> think about the, 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 the decade that we come from, the generation that we come from. We all rapping. All of, everybody was rapping. But it was Run DMC, De La Soul, Trial Court Quest, Public Enemy, Cypress Hill, the Beastie Boys, Naughty Bot. It was all different. But we all were rapping. So what it is, is hip hop culture is not responsible when it comes to business. I don't give a damn how much money hip hop is making. The fucking music sucks. Yeah. Now, and what I mean by that, when I say music, I'm talking about the whole collective. The first song that is definitive of what hip hop is now is great. I just hate the 150 motherfucking guys and girls after it. Right. The that knockoff. first song was supposed to come and then the next two was supposed to crush that so that the third dude would crush all of them. That don't happen no more. Chuck D said Run DMC gave hip hop a great problem. In the beginning, I talk about this in high schools and middle schools. In the beginning, all hip hop was the same. Every record was a message record. Go back and do your history. Even Grandmaster Flash and them did message one, message two. And everybody was life in the ghetto. Go do the history. Life in the ghetto. Growing up, everything was struggle, 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 struggle until Run DMC came along and did Sucker MCs. Mm-hmm. No music, no fucking message. Two years ago, a friend of mine, that created Jay-Z and Rakim and Nas and Ice Cube. That created the diversity. Yes, yes. Prior to that, if Run DMC never came, we would still be in, stuck in um, life Listen, in the ghetto is hard. I'm going to tell you from, from a kid who was 16 years old, I remember Run DMC and everything that came after. The only thing I remember before you was don't push me because I'm right, That's, it. that's the only phenomenal. one I remember. And it's phenomenal. The sound and the, the yeah. child is born. That was it. But that became the But thing. then I remember Run. Then, then it's all Run. My uh, brain. Well, the other breakthrough, we did something that nobody knew. We was always utilizing what was in front of people's faces. We took the message and Planet Rock and put it together. Yeah. That's what it's like that. It's like that was unemployment, but it was also we know a place where it could be right. Go to school. Don't be in the game. You know, we were unemployment at a record. Uh, people go. So we were optimistic and pessimistic. We were political and fun. 
We were social and personal. In the beginning, it was just all a political, social, depressing, you know, everything was about how hard the struggle is, which is true. Mm -hmm. But then I said, you won't be struggling, motherfucker, if you go to St. John's University. But we didn't do it like you, 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 we didn't say you was wrong for being in the game. We just, like I tell kids, I'm so gangster. I got a song for Christmas that will play every year when the guy that you're listening to in two years, nobody's going to care about. Yeah. Well, and when he gets, I tell the kids, when he gets 35 years old, he's going to look like an ass singing his hit record. I can go do every one of my records, even at 80 years old. At 80 years old, I can have my drummer, Veronica Bellino, and my DJ, Charlie Chan, because I got to keep the hip hop there. But she could go boom, tat, 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 tat. And at 80 years old, I'll steal the show at the iHeartRadio Music Festival by going, I'm DMC in the place to be. I'll go to St. John's University. Even the little kids will go, who the fuck is this 80 old man? You know what I'm saying? So without exactly. knowing who, what we were doing, we were doing something that was already inside of everybody, if I have to explain it right. And, you know, even now when I do shows, the young dude said this to me, yo, old hey, you put it down harder than the youngins of today. And I just want, thank you. They ain't got to hear me on MTV. They ain't got to see me on the radio, on the local rap station. I ain't got to be all over the internet, but he knows he can, you know, nah, motherfucker. I saw DMC in Cleveland at this little club. That motherfucker tore it up. Right. That's all. That's all I. That's that's all I go for. And the funny thing about hip hop artists today, I mean, you look at uh, Boogie with the hoodie and uh, Young Boy Nas and all these guys. They're performing these festivals, and they want to be rock stars so bad. They've got the fire and the pyro and all these things, but the music just isn't there. I'm the king of rock. There is none higher. And I ask the kids, "What does none higher mean?" There's none higher than you. Done. My battle's over. I don't need to do 16 bars. I ain't even got to get up there and tell you what's wrong with hip-hop. Uh, oh, you want to know what I think about hip-hop? I'm the king of... Oh, my God. <laughs> but they all want to be rock stars, but you lose when you say, I'm the new rock and roll. But you know what? The, the only one that I think comes close to you right now is Post Malone. He does a great job. Because but... he loves music. Yeah. yeah. He's famous because he loves music. Have you collaborated with him? I did a show, no, but I played a show with him. Um, okay. I'm, I'm like this, well, let me see. It's probably eight before me. It's five main ones. It's Dave Navarro, Steve Stevens, Chris mm -hmm. Chaney, uh, Mark McGrath, and um, nice. um, um, and um, um, who's other guy? And um, Billy Morrison from Billy Idol's band. They wow. used to be Camp Freddy, but now they're the Royal Machines. So what it is, they're a band that gets up there and do, does everybody everybody records. So me, Sebastian Bach, um, Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top, they got all of these alternate members. So I'm a member of the Royal Machines. Honorary member of the Royal Machines. Uh, we played a show for um, in San Francisco. I think it was even for Microsoft or um, yeah. Hewlett Packard. One of these big tech companies shut down Vegas, I mean, San Francisco for four days, took over every venue, every restaurant, every hotel, and they were bringing hired entertainment. So at one of the Rome wow. scene show, Post Malone came and performed um, 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 Alice in Chains. Wow. He did Alice in Chains songs? Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah, he did Alice in Chains. So. He did a whole Nirvana concert, which was on yeah. YouTube. I think I might still. Yeah, the man's the man's amazing. Yeah, I but mean, he's like he, he loves music. Yeah, he did a so, he did a, and and that's the difference. Now, don't get me wrong. I celebrate just I, I celebrate this new rap attitude of man. I don't give a fuck about the culture. I'm doing it to get money. But it's a misconception to not explain that to the audience. There's, there, 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 and and I, I never thought hip-hop would fall into that because for me, I never thought hip-hop would, what, what happened to hip-hop now, but it's inevitable, what happened. For me, I understood in pop music, there's two things. There's Britney Spears, nothing wrong with her, but there's Sheryl Crow. Yeah. What else said that? Britney needs somebody to show her how to dance, show her, Britney needs a choreographer, a stylist, a writer, vocal. She she needs everything, but she she does the entertainment. Cheryl Crow just needs an acoustic guitar and a stool and a mic. Yeah. So I never thought that you know the whole beef with ghostwriting. Mm-hmm. Now you gotta understand something. You're a musician. You're 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 in the hip hop music business. If you're if somebody's writing a song, you're not hip hop. You're not hip hop culture on the mic unless you write your own raps to say live at a freestyle or on a record. So we need to explain. So when I say this, it's not me saying ghostwriting. I don't give a fuck if they write for Drake. Mm-hmm. And Drake is a successful number one stream guy. More power to him. Yeah. But Drake is nowhere near in a hip hop culture standpoint, what KRS One is—that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. In the music business, Drake's here, Chris is here. In the performance business, in in, in the MC, the the thing that hip hop created for Drake to be successful in, right? KRS One is untouchable. So we didn't explain none of that because the knuckleheads that came in are in controlling what's going in and out. Don't care about explaining that to y'all. Drake is great, but so is on Drake's level, Melly Mel. Why? Because Drake didn't make a record better than the message when it comes to rapping and hip hop. Hmm. Drake got great number one hits. He got great flows. He got great, even the rhymes that he wrote himself, but you got to understand, Drake, Drake, DMC, Eminem, and Jay-Z, none of us said, it's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. So in the hip hop culture book, Melly Mel and Jay-Z are equal. I'm not talking about business, money, and sales. Right. We didn't explain that to our people. You guys, I sit in the room with I sat in the room with Tom Morello, Tom Petty, um, 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 um Tom Morello, Tom Petty, Chris Cornell. Mm-hmm. Um, who else was in that room? Um, 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 John Fogarty, Chuck D, a public enemy. I've sat in rooms with um, 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 Lemmy. I've sat in rooms with the Osley Brothers. I've sat in rooms with some of the greatest musicians, the greatest in the world, who all sat there. I sit in a room with, with Sebastian Bach and Dave Navarro and Billy Morrison and, and, and um, Billy Gibbons, and all of them will sit there and talk about how great a guitar player Prince is. Yes. Absolutely. All of these great, 
were to know, not flee. I was trying to get flee to play on the um, Black Betty record. And then when flee heard that flee were thinking about you or Bootsy, flee stops and says, don't get me, get Bootsy. Right. See, that's beauty. That's the beauty of it. We don't hip hop. Respect. Yeah. yeah. But not even respect celebration of everybody's existence. Yeah. That but I sit in room and say, and that's why I rather hang around with rock stars and musicians, because nothing is about them. It's all about the other guy playing the guitar. Yeah, yeah. They don't argue who headlines. Yeah. You go, you you take this one. No, all right, let's solve them, let's do it together. Well, look, now these rappers is I got a hit record up number one. Biggie (laughs) and Pac. Biggie and Pac before they died at the height of who they are. This is the most honorable thing hip hop needs to know. Demanded me running Jay in our old mentorship ways, headline their shows. We had to say no. We had to explain to them, this is your time. Pac and Biggie said, there's no way I'm going on stage before Run DMC. Y'all close. Biggie, that's all great. Juicy's hitting now. We had to explain to them their own greatness because they refused to take it. So that's why hip-hop... And and the only thing that's messed up with hip-hop now is monotony breeds boredom. Hmm. So it's not that the music sucks. It's all the same. If, you know, as kids, you, you want... I want the new toy now. Yeah, everybody wants the new toy. Now the radio play and corporations keep putting out the same stuff over is that we can do about it so we just live with it yeah well and you know uh, jeremy is to blame for that because he is on montreal's number one top 40 station and jeremy <laughs> yeah. that's, that's what it sort of sounds like right don't blame me it's the auditorium tests uh, yeah it's you know <laughs> it, it, is, it is what it is but what i'm saying is that's how hip-hop hip-hop used to do this yeah now it just does this they just need I to just bring you back and have you on every record. That's all. I, I, I hear some of these beats and say, y'all would murder that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But it, I guess... You, the, you, and, the, you and Post need to do Walk This Way 2000, uh, 2022. I think that would be fucking fantastic. Uh, no, if, if I did a song with Post, I would do... I would do... Um, we would sample... We would sample um, Ohio. Ooh. Ten soldiers in Nixon. That's a rap song. Go listen to Ohio. That's a I know rap. It. That's a hip hop song. Call that get yeah, like, but like that that yeah. enthusiasm doesn't exist no more. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you know no, that saying? actually would be brilliant. You and you and Post doing that song from I guess '71. I guess that would be great. Crazy. Yeah. Yes, we see. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, yo, this will kill. I'm always trying to kill people. So you know, Mary, Mary. No, let's take the Beatles and say, why are you bugging? Like, it was Rick Rubin to say, no, don't say where you're going. Why are you bugging? Something everybody can relate to, and it's cool and stuff like that. But yeah. the whole thing is the enthusiasm for who we all are doesn't exist no more. Mm. Well, Daryl, you said it all. This is amazing. Daryl is always amazing. He should be a guest every week. <laughs> you can just push your quarter and be like, all right, Daryl, go ahead. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just excited. And um, speaking on great, um, great things, um, right now, out on all the platforms, I guess that's the way to say it, on Spotify, YouTube, well, 
on on I got two songs out now that are kind of really very cool. And I shout out um Van Halen, I shout out Harry Chapin and Joan Jett and Janice Joplin. Okay. So one of the songs that I got out, it's just music only, is called America. So everybody listening, go check out America on all the platforms. The other song is on the platforms, but it has a video, which is, and everybody's loving it. It's a song called Ghetto Metal. So speaking of the ghetto and speaking about heavy metal, I put the ghetto and heavy metal together to show the reason why we wanted to make Rock Box first in 84. Then we did King of Rock in 85, what ultimately led to us doing Walk This Way in 86. Ghetto Metal is a tribute and it lets you know what, what is the foundation that would inspire that. It was just an, an enthusiasm of respecting the greatness of eternal, classic, wonderful music, putting your own little spin on it, but not disrespecting all of those before or even after you. So everybody out there, check out America. America is just basically DMC in this political um pandemonium <laughs> pandemic political pan yeah what is your view of america look i could care less about the democrat i could care less about the republican i care about the individual what are you elected motherfuckers doing to solve all the problems that right. we seem for some reason we keep doing this election thing and all of the problems still exist that we had 10, 20 years ago. Go away. Something is wrong. We got the wrong people in those positions. So America, the song is kind of out too early because it's actually the title track off the vinyl album I'm putting out with the uh, four aforementioned songs of, you know, the Black Betty song, the, the Joan Jett song, the Sammy Hager song. I got a rap song produced by Bumpy Knuckles, a.k.a. Freddie Fox. He usually raps with us, but he produced a song with me, Ice-T, Chuck D, and DJ Jazzy Jeff. Wow. So the America song is my version of what is America. All of us creative, educated, innovative people that just want to have fun doing creative, innovative, educative things to make us all better. So it's my view. What is America to you? My my America is comic books, <laughs> coloring books, finger painting, rock and roll, heavy metal, and hip hop, Star Wars, the MCU, and all of that. So when you're here to wreck in America, pickup trucks, I don't want a Bentley, I don't want a Benz. The Benz broke down and the roads got stuck. So I ran them all over with my pickup truck. It's, that's what America is. But uh, Ghetto Metal Perfect. has a great video for everybody to enjoy and say, well, this, this takes up right off to where King of Rock left off. So it's just fun. What I'm trying to say is I think I'm so enthusiastic. Number one, I've been sober for 15 years. Mm -hmm. Congratulations. So now I realize I don't need no outside force or knucklehead telling me what's good for me. I'm going to put it out there and uh, it's like I tell the new rappers. Uh -oh. Do not, I'm like Yoda. Do not want the 21 million that brought Eminem. What do you mean? This and that. Want only the 21 billion that did Wow. So that means create what the fuck you want to create. I don't I, I don't want to I don't want um um 
How much did Taylor Swift sell last year? Like 30 million or something? Yes. I don't want the 30 million. Like I signed with the label and the management. They're going to hate me. I don't want the 30 million sales that Taylor Swift has. What do you mean? No, I want the 30 million that she don't, which means me, you, and this company and us got to get together and create something new, beautiful, and fun. Then we win. If you have me um, collaborate with, you know, um, Adele. I love Adele. I love her. She could collab. I want the girl down the block that sings better than Adele that nobody knows about. That's who I want on my new record to get on the top of the chart. But people don't think that no more. That's a, I, I'm only bald because I shave my own head. I don't have a bald spot yet because I don't let nothing. Since I got sober, nothing can stress me anymore. So the fact that I'm, I'm really a superhero and all of this run DMC stuff was for the cover so that I could really reveal who I am. But just have fun. That's my message. Just have fun fun and you will never be depressed and that's great advice <laughs> yeah daryl's dream available now wherever books are sold of course his uh, last memoir 10 ways not to commit suicide available wherever books are sold too and his new record coming out this year really exciting uh you got yes, mars back on the record so i'm excited yeah. About that. yeah mick mars excelled playing those black betty notes because it's, it's off it's clearly it's just the off mick mars even he, and I love him too. He's like, I have this bone thing. I can't turn. So if you want to speak to me, you got to come stand in front of me. I love right. He made Nikki Six. This is crazy. He made Nikki Six give us his studio so we were recording it. Wow. He said, I, right. I was like, Mick, I'm going to bring you to New York. And he said, no, D, you get on a plane. You come to LA. I'm going to make Nikki Six give us the studio. We're going to use Mickey's studio. I got to LA. Mick Mars had the keys. We went in Nikki Six wow. Studio and recorded all of Mick's parts. That's amazing. So when, yeah. when, when are that going to come out this year? We got to uh, Black Betty. Um, Black Betty. I'll come back on. Black Betty will be yeah. out February, March, April. Most likely, I'm trying to drop it May 31st on my birthday. Okay, sweet. Yeah, so I'll come back on that. May 31st. We dropped it. It's um, it's Damn, called. Right. We couldn't call it Black Betty because um. The, the original writers and the, the original um, creators of the song don't want to, um, they want to keep their song Black Betty distinguished. So we did a Black Betty remake with me adding lyrics. It's Sebastian doing all the choruses, but it's actually wow. called She Gets Me High. Oh. She gets me high. Oh, Black Betty, she gets me like, So right. it's called She Gets Me High. We're trying to release it Um Hopefully May thirty first of my birthday. I'll come back on it with talk oh, about. There you go. And uh, Jeremy, you're wearing a Def Leppard shirt. Uh, Def Leppard used to do Black Betty in concert years ago. What? Nice. Yep. Yeah, really? you can find that on YouTube. Yep. I'm, I'm going to look at that right now, so I'm educated. See, yep. that's what happens with Rock with Me. Somebody like you, Mitch, will tell me something that's important, and I learn about it. So now yep. I know it. Yep. yep. You, they they, they the used to do it, it. back that's in. The uh, beauty of it. 87, 88, they used to do it. Really? They, That's yeah. amazing. Def Leppard used to do oh, Black yep. Betty. Wow. Well, they, only, only during their live shows. They never recorded yeah. it, but they did it during it, their live it, shows. Is, is, how, is that how Queen used to do the double-time version of We Will Rock You? They would only speed it up after that, because we only hear the version that we own on the rock stations. Right. I heard live, they go double-time. 
But they, they, boy, they make a big noise and they speed it up. It's definitely it's faster. Pretty. Not double time, but it's it's definitely, they do it's definitely right, faster. Yeah, yeah but um, uh, Def cool Leppard used to do this. Um, they used to do Rock of Ages, and then they would split it up into this like medley. Oh, wow. And in that medley, they, they would, would do, do Traveling Band, Ram Jam. Oh, uh, yeah. Wow. And actually, you know what? Of, uh, covers a couple of years ago, they did like you know, no matter what, and like all these things. Yeah, yep. really. But the, right, on the so uh, on the Pyromania Deluxe Edition, you can find the, uh, the 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 Rock of Ages nine minute medley of all. all Pyro, what is, what's it called? Pyro. Uh, the, the Pyromania Deluxe Edition of Pyromania Deluxe Edition. I had to tell yeah. my son. Remember that. Yeah. There. There. So now. Well, it's, thank you for giving because now you're going to start seeing me with a Def Leppard shirt. I got to add that to Damn right. <laughs> Damn right. All but, right. Hey, Leopard's great. Anyway, on that, uh, thank you, sir. Always, always a pleasure. We, we should thank do you. this more than every four years. That is for sure. Definitely. No, we definitely will now. Yeah, we'll if not happy. sooner, I'll come back on. But definitely when the Black Betty drops, I'll definitely come back on. So we yeah, can we got to hear that. that up. My birthday's June yep. 12th, so it'll be like the year May 31st. I'm June 12th. It'll be the birthday show. You know what? Well, I'll bring Sebastian with me. That'd be better. I love Sebastian. Sebastian. If you, if you think, great. I got energy. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, he's he got tons of energy. The whole game. All of it. All yeah. right. Thank you. Thank All you for right. having me. Thanks, Daryl. Thank you. Thank you, sir. All right. Cheers. I'll see, I'll see you in Canada, Mitch. An all-new episode of the Mitchell Fine and Jeremy White Show. Tuesday at noon. Available wherever you stream. Catch up on past interviews, bonus content, and episodes on demand now. Visit youtube.com slash Jeremy White Show. Follow Mitch and Jeremy on Twitter. Yeah, they're verified. At Mitch LaFon and at Jeremy White MTL.